With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministry, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Dr. June Knight. Listen, Bride, it is my honor to host ministers from all over the world. We are honored to hear their life stories because it is for God's glory. What is their journey like? Listen with us today as we give God glory for this person. Amen. Dr. June Knight with WATB Radio coming to you tonight from Washington, D.C. Yay! Listen, tonight, Bride, I am so excited to finally, finally interview Prophet John Natale. How you doing tonight, sir? God bless you, Jim. Doing real well. How you been doing? Doing good. Listen, Bride, I listened to him on Suzanne Hen's prayer line one day. My mouth was to the floor. 
I was like, I have got to have this guy on the radio. <laughs> Listen, Brian, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. John Natale Ministries is a prophetic ministry that flows under the direction of the Holy Spirit. We travel throughout the United States speaking and ministering. We also provide leadership and prophetic direction through social media, releasing prophecy individually and corporately to the church and to all nations to encourage, restore, inspire, and help direct people so that they can facilitate their destiny. Our passion is to see people not only reach their destiny, but have a spirit of expectation that their lives are not just important, but are valuable to many. By releasing encouragement and inspiration through the gifts of prophecy from the office of a prophet, we are mandated to help people worldwide to reach their calling and to help facilitate everything they believe they are called to do and be. We are the founders of our online community called Revive. We are passionate and ab- about encouraging, inspiring, and motivating people to reach their potential and destiny, being a source of help for all people all the time. We serve as chaplain for the Southern Police Department. We provide prophetic insight and encouragement for law enforcement in the United States. I am an author and also co-founder of Voices in the Wilderness, School of the Prophets. There are two books that I have written, Journey of Destiny and our prophetic manual, Listen, Learn, and Obey. John and Nancy were married on September 5th of 1987. We have been blessed with six wonderful children, CJ, Ryan, Chase, Noah, Luke, and Jacob. Well, we're so excited to have you tonight, sir. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for having me. Now, you are actually in New Jersey, correct? No, I'm I'm actually in New York. Oh, New York, I mean. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, When I was uh, listening to you on Suzanne Hinn, uh, what an awesome opportunity for you as a minister to be on such a platform uh, that is so global like that. I mean, that's an amazing thing. Amen. It's a humbling thing. Um, it didn't come without a price, obviously. It, it took years in the making from everything that we've been doing and where we've come from and, you know, in the beginning days of ministry. But uh, as I said before, it doesn't definitely doesn't come with a price. And when God gives you that platform, um, it's not just a serious matter and entity regarding people, but it's also a, it's a very serious scenario regarding your own family, simply because um, you need to operate in significant integrity and, and honor. And, you know, you can't give any room to the enemy to come in. Yes, that is true. Now, I would like for you to take us back in time, John, and I would like for you to talk to us about uh, your childhood. Like, where was you raised? Was you raised in a big family or what? Well, believe it or not, I was actually raised in a home that was quite broken. And, um, you know, there was alcohol, drugs, um, verbal abuse, different types of abuse, and my siblings are... Uh, a year and a half apart, and I was actually born nine years later. And um, 
was premature almost three months and the enemy was actually looking to take me out before I was actually born and uh because he knew that there was something going on with me and he knew that there was a calling on my life and you know being raised in that kind of atmosphere as a young boy and seeing you know uh, you know a mom and dad so struggling and you know there was poverty and all types of stuff but I had my first encounter with God, you know, but before I was 10 years old and I heard his voice audibly and I was involved in some really, really bad stuff at the time. And, uh, but you know what? He, he loved me. And even though I didn't know him as a dad, he loved a son that, that didn't know him. And he spoke to me and he told me what I was doing, what I was doing wrong, what I needed to do to change. And I needed to tell my friends, you know, what we were doing wrong. And I didn't even know who was talking to me at first. Wow. In the midst of that scenario, you know, I tell this to people all the time, that God speaks to everybody. He doesn't just speak to children that know his voice. A father talks to all his kids, whether or not they know him or they don't know him. And right. he spoke to a young boy. And, uh, you know, at that time, you know, I was, you know, I was just, you know, placed in a scenario that, you know, some of my siblings have said, you know, they've even asked, like, God, why was I created at that time? Why? Because of such the hardship and the duress. But God had a plan. And I was, you know, yeah. God used it for me. And he used all the things that I went through and everything that I experienced. He used for me to help facilitate people today to get to break through and overcome their adversity. So how did that turn into your conversion then? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, our family members actually started getting saved um, in 1977. God started breaking in. God actually used my oldest son. Actually, I'm sorry, my oldest Aww. brother, Vincent. And um, and uh, God just did an amazing thing. And things started happening. And believe it or not, you know, with alcoholism, you know, with my mom and dad, they actually got radically saved. And my mom got instantly healed one night completely of alcohol Aww. and the conversion started, but I was hearing the voice, you know, and we were seeing these miracles take place. And I, I actually, it's in my book journey of destiny. And the, 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 the miracles that were being taken place was amazing because God was just breaking in into individuals lives that were so broken and so hurting. And, you know, and for me, you know, the, the Lord spoke to me. And then when I, when I was 10 and a half years old, almost 11, the Lord spoke, I heard his audible voice again and he said, John, a change was coming for you, a change for all, for your entire family. And every one of my family members on my mother's side of the family got saved, everybody, uh, one by one. But it was that, wow. it was, you know, it was a significant shift of, you know, from one side of the spectrum to the other, from such destruction and such despair, but knowing that even in the midst of incredible pain and hardship, you know, God would speak to an individual like myself that I didn't know. And I would tell my friends that we that God wants us to stop what we're doing. And I was, like I said, in some bad stuff. And they had no clue who I was talking about or what I was talking about. And I didn't know who it was either. Yeah. But I knew that the voice was real and the voice was powerful. And it sunk right into my heart. Then that from that moment on, there was just, there was a, the light turned on and I started pursuing you know, the Lord and, you know, the time in my, in my early teenage years, you know, that's when it started to progress really, really quickly and significantly. And then by the time I was 19, I was already in youth pastor. Wow. 
Wow. Well, yeah, we got lots of stories. I know. I bet you do. When you started out as a youth pastor, uh, did you realize that you had the uh, call of a prophet, or how did that? How did you realize that you was prophetic? Well, realistically, what started to take place in me, um, in my, you know, I got married when I was 21, and um, in my early years of being married, once we started. You know, we were going to church, my wife and I, and we got seriously impacted in the mid-90s by an outpouring out here in New Jersey. And um, it was an amazing move of God that lasted three years every week, every Friday night um, in this church that we were attending. And um, the Lord started speaking to me, even though my passion was, you know, helping people. The church that I was a part of, you know, there was a lot of drugs and there was a lot of, you know, a lot of pain and hardship. But during the mid-90s when we were starting to go to this church and experience these meetings, God was speaking to me about the future. And, he, and I, all of a sudden I started, you know, getting these, these you know, blips and these, these words and these, you know, these visions. And I was starting to hear things and see, see things. You know, the Lord spoke to me. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you into that place. I'm going to, you know, we're going to use you into that capacity. But it's not going to come right away. You've got to grow into it. You've got to graduate into it. And that platform isn't going to be established until you, you know, you carry out the things that need to carry out because you don't just go from a young man, you know, into, you know, that's, that's a youth pastor and, you know, work with young people and then just get into a platform that's a governmental profit because you have to grow into that and you have to steward it and you have to understand the mysteries and you have to understand, you know, the price and you've got to understand revelation and understanding. And also you have to understand the warfare, um, that this 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 office is not you know it, it's not something about that it's not about the glory and it's, you know and it's it's not about a following and it's you know and I tell people this all the time if you have if you have more people that are supporting you than are against you then there's something wrong because a, a true office of a prophet is a lonely road there's more against you than for you. That is true. It is a very lonely road. Now let me ask you this. When it comes to the country, uh, when did God start speaking to you about uh, the health of the country? Uh, in 2004, um, we had gotten, I had gotten ordained for the second time and was part of a ministry and fellowship that uh, I felt like I needed an oil change. And um, 2004 was when... Um, the Lord started speaking to me through other prophetic voices about the the, uh, the governmental anointing and the the law enforcement capacity that we would be in because I actually run a law enforcement organization as well and and I and I speak into that and I and I write for them as well. Um, but the Lord spoke to us that 15 years ago about that we would step into that platform um, and working on a national level, and um, that actually came to pass. Um, pretty much in 2016, 12 years later. Wow. Well, I have to talk to you about uh, what you said on that call because I want the bride to hear uh, your word, if you don't mind reiterating it. Uh, The word that you have about what is happening this spring and what is happening this summer, do you mind sharing that again? Well, there's, you know, 
I don't remember everything because um, the word that I actually shared that day on the uh, on that call, I didn't actually write down a lot, but you can go back and listen to it. But I do know that, you know, regarding in the spring and summer months, there was going to be significant shifting down in D.C., specifically with people. And then, you know, just the favor and the grace that was going to take place. And this is all basically all these words that I've been releasing regarding um, the administration, you know, goes far back as, you know, 2006, uh, 2017, you know, and it's almost like puzzle pieces, but, you know, you, you see these shifts that take place in this season um, and what God's actually doing, you know, he's, he's setting up, you know, like I said, it's like, it's like Legos. He's putting Legos together, but the, you know, in the springtime, this is a very serious, very serious time um, it is. that we're supposed to watch. Um, and Israel is, I say this all the time and I write a lot about the Lord puts Benjamin and Yahoo on my heart all the time. And I write about them. Um, it's a very serious time with Israel and the United States. Um, as we, uh, in this spring, as what's going to take place, very specific scenarios that will take place in DC, um, during this season, um, specifically March, April. Um, and as you get into the May months, um, as the first quarter, January, February, March ends, and we go into the second quarter. But you're going to see um, some very specific, very specific scenarios arising to, to, that try to come against what's in place. Um, but it's, you know, these are all just tactics of the enemy, and there's nothing that needs to be, there's no concern, simply because God stands on the sidelines and he just laughs. He watches, you know, laughs. And, you know, this is all put in his place, you know, by his hands. So there's really yeah. nothing to be concerned about, but you know the 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 spring months of uh, this year, 2019, is very significant regarding what's about to be established for the May, June, and July months for the for the summer months. Um, but you're going to see these. Or you're also going to see a voice that comes out too, a, a helper for uh, for the president. So um, there's a lot of things. I mean, that's like. You know, I, I can't remember everything. There's a, it's a loaded question, um, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It's a, it's a very it's a very significant time, but it's very it's but it's a very favorable time, and um, you're going to see some very significant breakthroughs that take place before April even closes in DC. Well, I received that being that I'm in DC. <laughs> well, we have think- uh, I have a word. That's a very, very serious word um, regarding this last, um, you know, several months, you know, year, year and a half or so, you know, this last, this first term going into the second term, um, which we're going to release um, this weekend. And um, it's already ready to go. The Lord already downloaded it and I've already written it out, but it's a very, it's probably one of our most serious words that we've ever released. Um, regarding yeah. the f- end of the first term and the completion of the second, and very you specific. can't release it tonight. Oh, I'm going to release it tonight for you. Oh yes, we're go- thank we're you, gonna Jesus. It. I'm going to. I actually have it out. I'm going to. I'm going to speak it forth. But it's a very serious word, and um, it's a yes, very Lord. serious time. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why that we are. Living and we are living in blessing right now. The, the the windows of heaven are open. 
and simply, and one of the main reasons for that is how much this president honors Israel. Yeah, amen. And Israel's our barometer. You bless Israel, you will be blessed. And he's honored her once again, and uh, he continues to honor her. And I've written about the relationship that that Netanyahu will have with with President Trump and how it'll go down in history as one of the greatest alliances between a a leader of Israel and a leader of the United States. And um, it's I've also written about it again in this word that the Lord spoke to me about. And uh, I can tell you that the warfare that I've been getting over the last several weeks has been intense. How bad? Simply because it's it's escalating because we are in a very serious time. But I can tell you that um, we're not just in a season of blessing. You're, we're in a season of where the Lord is, you know, he's not sitting on the throne right now. He's standing and watching. And a lot of people think he just sits and watches. Um, the Lord's never idle. He's never idle. There's always something going on. And, uh, he's, and he's standing and watching, and he's watching how this thing all carries out. So, yeah, there's, I have all my words on our social media sites, Facebook, and on our WordPress site of all the words that we've, released, you know, that we've you know, released. And if well, it has anything to do they, with D.C. Tell them how they can find out more about you for sure. Well, our Facebook page is, you know, Real John Natale. You can see all the stuff up there. We put it up there. It's all connected to Twitter, too, which is Real John Natale. And then our website, which is johnnatale.wordpress.com. And everything that's been um, placed upon, you know, for individuals, churches, nations. You know, we released a lot of words about Korea, you know, and, you know, that leader. And, you know, and all of a sudden, um, you know, visits and connections and meetings with the North Korean president and they came to pass and, you know, and of how this is all, what this is all about anyhow. And, um, and on our WordPress site, there's everything on there um, that you can obtain from our books and, you know, our itinerary and where we're going and about the family and stuff like that. But it's a very yeah. serious matter. We've transgressed, we've transgressed into a, you know, in a, in a, in a governmental platform. And, and at the end of the day, what is, what is this all about? This is all about people, you know, God speaking to people, you know, and, and letting them know that he's in control. And if you allow him to be in control, everything's fine. Yeah. So we are in the most exciting times ever. And uh, watching all this stuff I come agree. out and pan out is amazing. I agree 100%. We are in the most exciting times. Uh, listen, I've... Well, I want you to go ahead and release the word, and then if you don't mind, uh, I just shared your link on the page here. After you're finished, I would love to be able to talk about it, if you don't mind. That's fine. Okay. That's Yeah, fine. I would love yeah. to you know, discuss it and everything, and then uh, I would like for you to talk to ministers uh, about our country. So, do you want to release the word, or do you just want to go ahead and talk to ministers first? Yeah, man, we'll, we'll release the word. That's that's fine with me. We're good to go. So we're okay, going to release Brian, it tonight. Here we go. All right, <laughs> we're going to release it to... tomorrow morning too. So, so okay, here's the word that to... the Lord gave us. Our latest word, and anything that we release regarding the government is the word is you know prophetic word in D.C. So I'm going to release it now. So here we go. So the mysteries are about to be revealed. 
what is next? How can this be? As for what I'm going to do, nothing can stop the forward movement in positions that will be kept in place and moved out of place. For a very great change is coming to the land called D.C. and to the soil that is represented by the name called the United States. For this man that is called Trump has been listening to my voice and he's been responding to my leading. He has answered the call to honor the land that which is mine, that land called Israel. He continues to honor that which needs to be honored. And in this, your land is prospering and will continue to prosper. Now listen and watch, for in the next several months ahead and in the completion of the first term, an awakening shall come and be revealed in the land called D.C. For many will think that an end will come and a new beginning shall proceed with a new voice, but this will not be so. For I have the last say. And the people of this nation have had their hearts already softened. A second term shall follow from a first and what comes in those next four years will be more than possibly imagined. For it will be remembered for a time and a time again. Even when this man leaves his office, there will be historic scenarios that the people will embrace in their heart. They will say that we judged unnecessarily, and we did not see the heart that was formed before the foundations of the world to help people in a land gain their freedom and strength to be positioned for what is to come. Now again, I say, as was spoken before, the man that's called Netanyahu will be strengthened in his relationship with the man called Trump will go down in history as one that formed the nations into a place of peace and prosperity. For nothing can touch this alliance and nothing can touch the land that's called Israel. For she will gain in numbers and she will gain in such a strength that even the giants that come to try to intimidate will be put down like the Philistine champion that was called Goliath. Now again, in this term that the president is completing, and in the term that he will begin again, the heavens will remain open and pour out such blessing and opportunity for the people to receive and be filled with plenty. For this will bring such advancement and will facilitate what has been promised. But listen again, for when the second term is complete, the windows will be shut and a famine shall come in ways that was not thought of by man. Man will say that this wasn't possible, but it must come. But there will be no alarm for those who put their trust in me, for things will come and cause confusion and disruption in the land. But it is necessary for the carrying out of very specific plans that wait in the balance. A humbling will come, and for those that have heeded the words and trusted in me, their storehouses will not run dry, but will be kept for a time and time again. Keep your eyes on the people that represent specific offices in D.C., for many new faces will come and be placed into new seats, and they will be ones that bring peace and comfort to many. Many voices that have come against me will be removed suddenly and some over time, and the unjust shall become witnesses from the sidelines as their power was removed and not to be restored. Now watch and pray, for we are in the times of times that bring many signs from above to show a supernatural power and also a in grace. Amen. Wow. Wow. I, I want to say, first of all, I receive it because, uh, you know, my ministry, the Lord sent me across the country two years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. Sent me across the country to 
pray for the border because of what God's about to do. He had me pray a wall of fire around the entire country, six-month tour, 36 states, 18,000 miles with nothing. The Lord has a plan for her, and it is a window of opportunity. This is a window for the church to get it right, a window for us to get the harvest. God's going to send the financial blessing. As I've interviewed over 400 ministers now, and God has given these ministers great visions, and he is going to fulfill that vision before it all comes to end. But I do, I know for sure he is going to have another term. And uh, I just pray that the church hears your voice, you know, that they hear your uh, word that we've got a certain window, you know, another six years maybe, and we need to get this right. Type of mm-hmm. deal. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, the Lord's been speaking to me about this man, you know, for the last two years plus. And I tell people this all the time, being a prophet and when you're releasing stuff, you see, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not in a place that, you know, oh, I'm pro-Trump or, you know, you know, I vote for Trump and I'm endorsing Trump. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way when you're in, a, in, a, in an office of a prophet. You're releasing what God's telling you to release. It doesn't matter who is in the, the office. It doesn't matter what the man's name is. God can use yeah. whoever he wants, and he's, he's chosen to use this man. And I'm only releasing what God's called me to release. But the one thing that God's been using, and I've told people this, and I've, you know, I've traveled all over and, and, and preached all over this country and, and, and so many places and seen so many moves of God. And the one thing that I've come to recognize and what I see now, and I've seen it because I was going to write a book about it, uh, about the church called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, was simply is right now, and I spoke about this a few months ago as well, and I wrote about it as well, about Gettysburg addressed in Abraham Lincoln and a year ago about MLK, is that we are right now in this nation, in, our, in D.C. and in the church, we are in a civil war spiritually, simply because yeah. not as much, you know, the, 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 our government is divided literally in half. And they're in there, you know, where there's a resistance just because we're just going to do it no matter what. There isn't even a cause for the resistance. It's just we're going to do it because that's what we have to do. Um, And in our nation as a whole with leaders, as believers and the church, the church is literally right now split down the middle of, you know, we were once this were, you know, we're believing this way, we're, we're believing that way. And it's amazing simply because is that the bride is supposed to be hearing the same voice. I know. If we're hearing two voices, there's something Talking wrong. Talking about the, the whole, day. Okay. Yeah. You know, and this whole thing, you know, this whole thing about, you know, with this president being in place, this was not about prosperity. This was not about, you know, aligning and fixing things and fixing. This was not about that. This was about God getting the attention of the bride. And getting the bride, because what it did was it, 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 you know, and the crazy thing about it was, was that when, even when the president said in the beginning about draining the swamp, and when I, when I heard those words for the first time, it had nothing to do, because this is not a natural battle. This is a spiritual battle. Come on. Everything that's taking place in this nation has nothing to do with natural stuff. That is right. And he, God actually used his voice 
to speak about draining the swamp was to to clean the stuff that's in yeah. you know in our in in the church you know in and you know get into a place where the bride you know is hearing the same voice and going down the same path and speaking the same thing and not being afraid and declaring what God is declaring and getting away from all the hype and understanding that this is not about man this is about yeah. God this is about getting people's you know, their eye gates and their ear gates open so they can truly hear the voice of God so they can see what God really wants to do with this nation. I agree with you 100%. And especially uh, me being up here with the boots on the ground, I fight this thing every week, you know, in in prayer with my teams I'm on. It is such – people wouldn't believe. If I could tell everything I know that's happening up here, people would be shocked. I mean, it, it's a it's a spiritual warfare. Like, I mean, I've never seen anything like this before, and it is it's very very real. And especially well, yeah. if you look the way that the witches, the way the witches have come after the president, the way the occult has come after the president, and still are, okay, the warfare is real. The warfare is is more intense now than I've ever experienced ever. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, it's, 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 we're in scenarios right now where, you know, you've got to be sensitive to the spirit of God. Um, yes. And you see all these things, you know, and God actually allows, he allows things to take place for a reason. Yes. You know, when, you know, if, you know, there's a lot of times when, you know, bills get put in place and bills that we're coming against as believers and they, you know, and it doesn't go our way. You know, it, I tell people this all the time. It doesn't mean that you didn't win. It means God can use scenarios that it doesn't look right. It doesn't look good, you know, and, it, you know, and, and you and, and God, like you said, is in control of all things. And he can take things that look like it's destructive and open the eye gates and the ear gates of people to have understanding. Same thing happened, man, when when Lincoln was, you know, pursuing you know, the whole thing of the end slavery and, you know, and, and people went in there to vote that day. I'm completely convinced of it. When they went in to vote that day, they had a change of heart that day. It wasn't weeks prior. It was that day when the spirit of God was on it. And I said that, you know, and I can feel it now, you know, and I, and I said this a few months ago about England. He, like, he knew, he knew the, the price. He knew what he was, the, the cost. You know, this man, this man realistically that's in office right now, realistically, physically, and emotionally should be breaking and falling apart. Yes. He should not Seriously. be able to handle this kind of exactly. trauma. Exactly. But God has been yes. giving him a grace to get through yes. it. And the only reason why this man doesn't crumble is because God's hand is over him. And it's actually the people don't understand that are coming against him, that the more you come against him, the more strength he gets from above. Hmm. It only makes him not, and it's not a physical strength. This is a spiritual strength where it's become yes. stronger and stronger and stronger because it's setting things up for an incredible showdown in the heavenly realms. Yes, I'm telling you, it is a very real battle. Very real. Now, I would like for you to talk to us a minute, uh, John, about that. When you brought up a very good point. When you was talking about the division, we do, we have 
ones that see the judgment and the utter destruction to our country right now because of, you know, they're saying that our country's doomed because of all the evil that we have happening right now. Then you have the other side that's saying, you got to fight, people rise up, we got to fight, you know, type of deal. So, I mean, it, it's hard for people that's in the middle. Maybe they don't understand biblical prophecy. You know what I mean? It's hard for well, them, especially on Facebook where the battle rages, you know? Well, yeah, that's that's an, that's a whole other battle for another day. Um, but I can tell you right now, we have people need to understand something, that there's things that are going on in the atmosphere and there's there's principalities in the atmosphere, correct? Yes. All right, and we have, we need to understand that as long as there's sin in the world, which there is, we know that there's, I told this to somebody just yesterday, there's, you know, there's three very serious things going on right now in in this, you know, in the, in the nation and all over the world. Three things. We see that God works in three, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He works with numbers yes. all the time. Yes, he does. Okay, and we have to understand, that's why I, when I write, you know, when the Lord releases words to me, it's the mysteries. You got to understand the mysteries of heaven. You got to have. If you don't, if you're not a seer and you're not understanding, you don't operate in revelatory understanding. You are not going to truly understand what's going on. I agree. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much scripture you quote. It doesn't matter how many books you read. If you don't operate in revelatory understanding, everything to you will look Greek. And you don't have an yes. understanding of what's really going on because the Lord works and, and, he, and, he, and he reveals the mysteries. The word of God says he reveals the mysteries of the heavens to the prophets first. The problem is the enemy has so tainted this nation in the prophetic realm that the prophetic and the prophets got incredibly goofy and the prophets aren't even truly welcomed in this nation or in the church and in the fivefold. Yeah. You don't even see the fivefold in the operating in the church anymore. All you see is one office, which is a pastor. Right. And and, and I tell people this all the time: if your if your church isn't operating in the fivefold or doesn't embrace the prophetic or the apostolic, it's dysfunctional. Yeah, I agree. Okay, because the Lord created these offices, and there's a reason yes. for it. And now, and I'm going to tell you how the come on God, and I can even tell you how the enemy has even tainted specific individuals and and sugarcoated and discredited great men of God and how he's discredited Jesus and the cross by just the very way when Billy Graham lost his life and went home to be with the Lord a year ago. Yeah. What did the, what did the, what did the nation label him at? What was his title? They called him America's pastor. They called Billy America's pastor. He was never a pastor. He was an evangelist. He was one who spoke and directed people to the cross. Yeah. Okay? Pastors yes. don't direct people to the cross. Pastors shepherd people to have a better relationship with Christ. Yes. Billy Graham didn't shepherd people, and he was never a pastor. But you see, the pastor name in the United States has become so sugar-coated and so accepted. But you see, it, uh, and, 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 it's, and it, it's crazy because there's all these different offices, and I'm not saying this, that the pastors are not – of course I'm saying they're, they're awesome. We, we need them. Of course we need them. But, the, but, but we've gotten into a place into this nation where the, the, the prophetic voice of the prophets, we don't even really see that exist. You see a hand nation, a handful with all of the people that are in this nation. 
Am I correct or no? Yes, you are, and I'm going to tell you, the uh, people that's watching on Facebook, This I'm going to read you some of their comments. One of the ladies wrote and said, that's true, I'm a prophetess, and got kicked out of church for signs following the word I spoke. And then somebody else wrote, fivefold needs to be operating in the body of Christ. Then another lady writes, I love it, a prophet after my own heart. This is sweetness to my ears, what you're saying, <laughs> sir. Well, you know what? We're all everybody's on the same team. We got, you know, we God wants to bring a, an incredible new awakening in in the bride in the church. We all need each other. It's not about one office. It's not about another. God can speak yeah. through anybody. You don't have to be a prophet for God to speak to you about what's happening yeah. in this nation because He doesn't. He's not impressed with my office. He's not. You know, I'm not any better than anybody else. All right. right he doesn't right. really give a rip that I'm a. You know, I'm a. You know, I'm a prophet, and the other guy works, you know, and, and, and he's a landscaper. God doesn't – he doesn't look at it that way. But the All point right. of the matter is I know what I'm called to do, and this other person knows what they're called. But God looks at the heart. It's not about your title. God doesn't care about your title. And your offices are not your titles either. God's not interested in that. He's interested in people. That's why he took somebody, and he always took people that you least expected. He took – asked Moses to be a deliverer in Israel and Egypt. And people didn't expect it. They wanted something more glamorous. He sent Jesus, the son, to, to, to come and set the captives free. They weren't expecting that. And they, then he puts, yeah. they puts a person in office in D.C. that people never thought in a million years would take place simply because this is, what does he do? He never makes, come on, he never makes it comfortable. If your life is comfortable, then there's something wrong. If you're expecting it to be comfortable and it's not to be a fight and it's not, you're not going to have to contend. What does the word of God say? You've got to count the cost. Jesus said that yes. you know, in this world there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble, but rejoice for I've overcome the world. It, it's a fight. Yes. Jesus said there's also a remnant that will be saved. Jesus also said that not everyone that calls me Lord, Lord will be saved. You know, we, uh-huh. we, we live in a day yeah. and age, man, right now that you've got to be spiritually in tune to what's happening or the enemy will swallow you up if you're ignorant and you're not paying attention. But you've got to hear the voice. If we want to be the real bride that moves in power and signs and wonders, and if we want to be the real bride that facilitates amazing breakthrough that God uses and does through us, we've got to be hearing the same thing. It's like a mom yeah. and dad that have a child that are parenting him or her completely opposite ways. Which way is the child going to go? The child's going to get all confused. And that's the way the bride yeah. is right now. We've got teaching that's all over the place. We've got, you know, people are all over the map, and, we got, and, and, and people need to hear the same voice. Could you imagine if the bride heard the same voice presently right now, what's going on in our nation and in D.C., of what we could do? and how the advancement of the gospel can be facilitated, it would be amazing, and it would have epic proportions. Yes. Well, a gentleman, he is a revivalist, commented, and he said, every time a baby ego gets comfortable, mama ego makes it uncomfortable. There's nowhere in the Bible that anywhere with Jesus would the disciples ever made their life comfortable. He actually made their life at one point when he sent them out on a boat to go across a lake, incredibly uncomfortable, simply because yeah. he, he makes things uncomfortable for you to build your character for what's coming. And we are in a scenario right now with this, go- with this government, with our nation, with this president that has become so uncomfortable for many 
but they didn't understand the mystery. This was a part of the plan. Before things can become comfortable or before, things, before the breakthrough comes, you usually experience something that's very traumatic or traumatizing, but it'll determine the very character that you carry, and the, very, uh, the very DNA of what's inside of you of whether or not you're going to crumble or you're going to put your trust in God or you're going to put your trust in yourself. And like I said before, it doesn't matter who is in office. doesn't matter what name he is. That man doesn't dictate my destiny. God does. All right. Well, here's the thing, too, is, okay, this is what I've been telling people, is we are like the Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigos of our generation. Why should we give up on our country when we read the Bible and we see all these other people that had just as terrible circumstances happening? You see what I mean? Hmm. They would just... They would obey God and just do what he told them to do, and that's the same with us. We can't just throw in the towel and give up because everything looks so bad. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm, that's correct. But you so, know what? The, it, you know, we we are in a place right now where, you know, there's so many things happening, and it, you can, it's, it's amazing, you know, it, to me, for me, when I watch – it's so comical because I see what's coming out and what's coming against and what's happening in this nation. And yeah, there's some serious things taking place and yeah, you know, the bride needs to rise up. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you can, you know, see when you're, when you, when you carry the gift of a seer, you can already see the victory. You can already see what's coming down the road. And, you know, and even though God doesn't give you all of the details and all the blueprints and everything, um, you know, what the plan is and the plan is to, to, to correct and to fix and to and adjust and, um, and things need to take place. You know, even with your children, I've got six boys, my oldest 28, my youngest is eight. You know, you know that they're going to make mistakes, you know, and there's times where, you know, you allow them to, to, to make certain mistakes because it builds their character and it builds yeah. their, their identity and you can't intervene, but you know, as a parent that, you know what, you know, that boy's going to prosper. That boy's going to make it because, you know, you've, you've set him up for that. And he's, and he's, and he's going to make bad decisions. But, you know, when, a, when you have that relationship as a son or a daughter has a relationship with their father and they understand and they hear his voice and they recognize that voice, you know that it's going to be okay. It's gonna, that's why Jesus said, you know, in this world to be trouble, but rejoice. How do you rejoice when you know that there's trouble? He goes, because I've already overcome it. And so have you. You have already. I didn't set you up to fail. I've never set you up to fail. Yes. I set you up that, to be to, to to be blessed, and I set this nation up to be to be blessed. And you know what? I'm going to bring someone in there that's going to completely shake everything. It's going to mess everything all up. It's going to mess up all of your thinking, all of your identity, and it's going to stir, stir such a stir, such a commotion. But I'm going to be putting pieces into place into the you know into that puzzle that begin to you know begin to give more understanding and revelation of what's being taken place because at the end of the day this is about giving all the glory to God because He is demonstrating yeah. who He is He is demonstrating His sovereignty and at the end of the day man is not in control of this thing God is and like I said how in the world did this man ever become president in the, in the natural didn't make any sense. I know. Amen. God spoke to me before he became president. I prophesied it that he would become president, you know. And I'm going to tell you what, though, 
since 2016 when you know when we got interviewed and uh when cbn got a hold of us and we released that interview you know and it it, it you know it, it changed everything and the warfare that we've been experiencing now you know regarding this whole thing um you know because we don't just i don't just speak on you know on, on the for the president you know it's for other leaders and other leaders you know even in north korea you know that you can say yeah the guys you know the people say oh yeah he's a madman yeah well yeah he just might be but it doesn't mean that god god still loves him god still wants his heart and you know what this yeah. is the only president that ever lived you know this 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 leader in north korea he wouldn't have met with anyone except this individual that is almost kind of like crazy as he is that's what i say no, because you know what? He, he can actually kind of trust him, you know. Okay, he can trust him because he knows it's not about politics. Yeah, it's about people. All right, and he saw something. I believe that this leader in North Korea saw something in this president that you know what? I'm willing to talk to him because he carries something that someone else and others didn't, and he's willing to take risks. And it's not about this, and it's not about that. And, you know, this is one thing that is admirable about this president, that he's, he's, he's willing to go the extra mile for people and to facilitate things that have never been done. And he's done more now than I've ever seen. But before he's finished, the things that will be accomplished will be, of, like I said, of epic proportions and will go down in history. Well, I have to ask you about this before we get off here. Uh about the peace plan, that's on a lot of Christians' hearts right now because we're right here at the point of it. Uh, tonight, I interviewed, right before I came here, I interviewed uh, the Christian-Israeli alliance in D.C., and we was talking about it because the Israeli elections are November, I mean, not November, but April 9th, and right after that is the peace plan. So what would you say to the church about that? Because I know a lot of the church is kind of a little nervous about him splitting the land. Well, you know, realistically, um, you know, the, in order for us to be established in a place of, of peace and specific things that are about to take place, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know, step on people's toes and it's going to stir the pot. But you have yeah. to, you can't look at it in a natural level. You can't look at it in a natural level. You've got to look at it on a spiritual level, that there's more to this than what we're seeing. So, you know, there's, there's things that are t- being taken place and things that are, that are set in motion right now that, you know, is, is going to stir the pot dramatically because people are not going to truly understand it or it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to cause them to not, you know, you know, to connect with it or believe with it because it, it affects them. Because, you know, one of the things here, here's the, here it is right here. You know, when we lose control, that's when everything just hits the fan, when we lose control. But we're in yeah. a scenario now where God's actually taken the control out of our hands, out of everyone's hands, to trust him. And we're, we're experiencing things that we have not experienced before. And we're seeing things take place that have not, been, have not taken place before. Things that like, where in the, how is this happening? Or, you know, what's going on or, you know, how could this possibly be, you know, and, but we have to, we have to see down the line because at the end of the day, what is this all about? It's about the setting up of the Lord coming back for his bride. At the end of the day, he's setting things up to prepare for a great awakening again in this nation 
which people think we're experiencing the Great Awakening. We're not experiencing any Great Awakening. That is not <laughs> happening at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you think you are, you're only kidding yourself. Okay. Yeah. We're not because the only what, what, the the church needs to be awakened because they need to hear the voice of God. Everyone needs to hear the voice of God, the same voice. We're so divided, like I said, it's not even funny. So before we can have a great move of God outside the building, the building needs to get awakened. And not only does the building have to be awakened, the building has to understand that it's not about the building. It never was about the building. Get out of the building. And I'm not telling people to leave their church. It wasn't about a church. It's never been about a church. But it's been, we've become, we've become a box mentality. And what God's trying to do, he's trying to get us out of the box, to get out of this natural thinking that we got all our stuff together and stop. And, and it's really time. It's, we got to start, stop preaching to the choir and start really moving so that the people out there, and that we're not moving in fear, we're moving in boldness. You know, the word yeah. of God says he didn't give us a spirit of fear. Okay, but but boldness, uh, you know, a sound mind, you know, and just not being afraid to release what God's called you to release and being who what you're called to be. Didn't Jesus say that? Like I said, you're going to be there's going to be trouble. You can't be concerned about who you are in Christ. If you're worried about who you are and you're worried about what you say and everything and and you're afraid, then come on, man. How are we supposed to be a real uh, impact in this nation? How are we supposed to make a real impact? Look at what God did in D.C. Through a man in there, completely stirred the pot. Completely stirred the pot. And we got yeah. Christians that say, this is man. You know, we've got one side of the spectrum that says, this man is not from God. We've got another side of the spectrum that says, this man is from God. Well, let me tell you something. One side is wrong. I know. There's, and the problem is that it can't be wrong. There isn't, in Christianity, we cannot be not hearing the voice of God correctly. I agree. If we can't hear the, if we as a believer can't be on the same page and say, okay, I know what God's doing with this man, how can we hear the word of the Lord for unbelievers? If we can't even hear it when it's right in front of our face. I'm 100% in agreement. I I know of a ministry, I mean, I'm not going to say names, but they are, you know, an end times ministry. And when God did the miracle of overturning to where Trump actually got in, they refused to recognize the miracle because they, to me, they didn't want to, you know, give it, give people hope. You know what I mean? It was like they just wanted to uh, turn around and flip it to, you know, tear them down again type of deal. I'm like, you can't see that was a miracle. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? It was so obvious, well, but I guess not everybody sees it, you know? Well, you know what? A lot of times, you know, a lot of people, and and this is where the heart issues is, and I I do a lot of writing on the heart issues, and I do the, you know, writing for people that have been wounded and stuff. You know, the Bible, come on, I'm going to tell you. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. Okay? I don't care if you voted for this president or you didn't vote for this president. The Bible says you've got to honor that person that's in authority. That's what it says. If you don't honor the person that's in authority and you discredit him and you don't and you think God's gonna bless you or your ministry or your family, then you've got something you got you're you're all over the place. Because you have to honor that which is in authority. And whether or not you were whether or not you've chosen it or not, you still have to honor it. 
And that's one of the biggest keys right now in our nation. That's one of the biggest problems in our nation right now is dishonor in our nation. Yeah, it is. The, the president is being dishonored by people. The president is being dishonored by church people that are calling themselves Christians. And you can't do that. If the Bible also says in Romans that there's the serious ramifications that are going to come down and knock on your door. If you dishonor what's in a place, the Bible says, you know, makes it very clear. You render what are Caesar's under God, under Caesar's, and you render under God's what is God's. Meaning, yeah. it has nothing to do with just paying your taxes. It means that you have to honor those that are in authority. I challenge anyone right now that's working a full-time job and go dishonor your boss or your president of your company. Tomorrow you won't have a job. Right, Exactly. Okay, but we do that with our president. We dishonor him. And listen, instead of dishonoring him, maybe we should pray for him that his eyes would be completely open to the voice of God. Maybe instead of coming against what's in place, we should help facilitate so whatever's in place is, is flows better simply because we're here to help. And even in, in the voice that we're called to be. It's, we're not just called to be a voice of believers because then I'd be just preaching to the choir. I'm called to be a voice to everybody because Jesus loves everyone. It's about people. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, is it about the government? Is it about prosperity? No, it's about lives. It's about people. It's about the kingdom. And it's about whether or not you're going to see them or not see them. And at the end of the day, what is it about? It was about the one that hung on a cross and shed his blood. That's what it's about at the end of the day. But we've completely forgotten all about that. And we preached on everything else in the planet. And we've forgotten about the very reason why we came. And lastly, what I want to tell you, because the Holy Spirit just wanted me to tell you. Okay. You know, the enemy's always in a realm of, dis- come on, God. He's always in a realm of discredit and dishonor. He'll always try to dishonor that which is put in place in authority. You can see it all the way down from Moses, Jesus. Come on, God. Even with, you know, when Joseph. Joseph was put in the second command of all of Egypt. What has happened? His brothers dishonor him. They discredit him. Okay, we have a president that's dishonored. We have Moses that was discredited. We have Jesus come in, discredited, dishonored. Look what happens when Jesus calls his disciples and he calls Judas to be a disciple. Now, did he, did, did he make a mistake when he called Judas to be a disciple? Of course not. Jesus doesn't make mistakes, right? He doesn't make mistakes. But what happens? What, is, what was the whole purpose of Jesus? Jesus was born to die. He was born to hang on a cross and shed his blood for us for the redemption of the sins, all right, so that we could have freedom for the captives, all right? So what has happened? The enemy gets into and facilitates, and this is a whole other story for another day. He gets in, and he gets into the heart of a man named Judas, and what does he do? He sends him, and Judas hangs himself because he felt unworthy, unworthy, and he didn't believe he was forgivable. Okay, Peter denied Jesus gotten you know, how many times, all right? But he still knew that he was forgivable. He still knew that, that there was grace. Judas lost the grace. And, but where did Satan send him? He sent him to a tree. The only person that was supposed to go to a tree of those that Jesus and those disciples was Jesus. He was the first person that was supposed to go to a tree and hang from it, a cross. But what does he do? He sends Judas to a tree. And he mocks the very thing that God called. He mocks the very thing that Jesus was called to do. He was born to die, and he sends a man there and hangs himself. He's always in the realm, and here we are 
thousands of years later, we have a place in authority, the highest authority in the land, which is the President of the United States, and we got people on both sides of the spectrum, believers and unbelievers, crediting and dishonoring that which is in place and that which has been positioned by God to wake up the bride and wake up a nation to understand the very kingdom of God. That is good stuff, brother. That's really good stuff. Uh, we're gonna, Brian, go ahead. <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and pray for our brother, Brian, because uh, like he was talking about earlier, I don't know if you caught on to this, but when he begins prophesying over the nation, the warfare increases on his family. So, as the bride of Christ, we're going to pray for him, and we're going to pray a protection over him and his family as he releases uh, what God has given him to speak over the nation. You heard him say he's going to release this again in the morning on another uh, prayer call. So let's go ahead and bow our head. Lord, we thank you for tonight, Lord, the word that was released, Lord, and we receive it. And, Lord, we pray as the church that we will heed the call of the Lord, that we will... Uh, take this moment of time over the next uh, six years, the moment of time that we have, five or six years, uh, to give you the most glory in the earth, Lord, with our lives. Let it be so, Lord. Use us for your glory. Let us redeem the time. Let us use it, Lord, for maximum potential. And, Lord, may we heed the word of the prophet tonight, Lord, and may we prepare for the famine just like you did with Joseph. Uh, Let us prepare for what's ahead, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be what you have called us to be in this hour. We do not want to be a bride going out of here in dishonor. We don't want to be a bride going out of here tainted. We want to be a bride going out of here victorious on top and slaying giants in Jesus' name. And Lord, for his family. Y'all have to excuse me. I've got this. Uh, We pray for his family, Lord, for his uh, wife and his children, Lord, that you protect them. We plead the blood of Jesus over them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. We ask you, Lord, to make them every whit whole. We ask you, Lord, to put a hedge around their home. Lord, to protect them from any spell, incantation, or curse, or any witchcraft attack, spirit travel, or anything. Protect the prophet, Lord. Lord, we pray for clear channels to heaven. He would hear your voice, Lord, and he would hear uh, what the Spirit is saying unto him at this time, Lord. We thank you for expanding his voice, Lord, and for making it a wider audience. And for giving him different ways of how to express the word that you have given him, Lord. Give him creativity. Give him people, Lord, that will be able to do the right IT work on the website or on social media or whatever he needs, Lord. Give this family whatever they need to be successful in the mission that you have called them to, Lord. And bless him in every way in Jesus' name. Now, brother, if you would play, pray for us in our ministry, uh, and then pray for the bride, please, would you, sir? Yes, Father. Lord, we just thank you for this ministry down in D.C., God. 
And, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for the continued grace, Lord, and the outpouring, God, and the hedge of protection that's around them. God, I thank you, Father, for their ability and their compassion, Lord, to advance the kingdom, Father, and help facilitate, Lord, not just breakthrough, but justice, God. Justice, Father, Lord, and just a a, a new season, God, a new season of breakthrough. So I'm thankful, Father, for them. I'm thankful for this voice tonight that has given us the opportunity to come on and share, God. And I thank you, Father, for the increase of favor. Father, favor, open doors, and influence in D.C., governmental influence, God. Governmental influence with great connections that are kindred spirit, God, that are joined at the hip, Father. And the word is Hebron, joined at the hip, Father. That, Father, there should be nothing that man can do to separate it, nothing that man can do to, to, to bring it down, Father, or to crush it. So we thank you, Father, for the, for the fresh new chapter that's, Father, that's coming upon her right now, God. Father, the new visitation, God, and the understanding and the revelation, Father, a new realm of revelation for her, Father, for as she taps into a new realm of the Spirit, God, to help bring about, Father, good news. Father, and advance the kingdom. Father, I thank you for life, and I thank you for the ministry, and I thank you, Father, for what they've come from and where they're going. Thank you, Jesus. And for every individual, God, that's been on this call today, every individual that's listening or watching via Facebook, God, whether whatever ministry, Father, pastors, uh, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers, God, anyone, Father, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've been through, it doesn't matter where you're going. He's with you, and he's got an amazing plan for you, and that it's a, it's a new season. It's a special season, a double-portion season of honor. And we've spoken this before in all the things that are about to take place, and even in this spring season, this spring season, this first quarter, that will come to a close, and as we enter into the second quarter, Father, of a harvest and a breakthrough, and the very things that you've been contending for, and even the word that was released just the other day about how we've that, that people are just, just struggling and, and even in a season of lack. And, Lord, how am I going to get through? Or where's the opportunity, God? Where's my time? When is my time coming? Father, that, that season upon him now, the things have already been put in place. Things are already set in motion, and the help is on its way, and the breakthrough is coming. So I thank you, Father, for even this year that we've spoke about, the year called Ownership, God, 2019, when we released this word in October of 2018, this year called Ownership, Father, establishing things and putting stakes into the ground, Father, for whatever it needs, whatever God wants to do in your lives. Father, from the ministry that's on this call right now to every individual that's listening and watching, the very things that you need to do and the decisions that you need to make in this year, even in the springtime, God said the springtime was very critical. The springtime was the scenario and the time where decisions were needed made, and God was going to have things to transfer into your hands, into your hands for great transfer. So the ownership is established in the spring season before the spring comes to an end, before June comes and the summer months begin. The Lord will already establish the transfer and stakes will be placed into the ground for you, and you shall call that place yours. You shall call that very thing that God wanted to do yours, no matter what it is. The the season of ownership is upon you, and before the spring months come, it shall be established in Jesus' name. Now, John, what you don't know is I just found out today I got approved to be in the White House. Come on. I am in, yes, I'm in there on the press corps now full time. And Amen. so I I am, when you were saying that about favor, I was like, yes, fill me with your favor, Lord, yes. And when you were saying that too about 
God, you know, causing you to be uncomfortable. I am the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life. Like, Lord, I was just telling the Lord, if if you're not with me, I cannot do this. This is so much bigger than me. <laughs> yes, Lord. But it is the most well, you know, exciting it, it, time to live ever, for sure. We live in the most exciting time. This is a, like I said, the the season that we're in in the, in the several years that, that he'll be in office. We are in an amazing time. It just keeps, and it's not going to get, it's not going to get, it's not going to lessen. It's not going to decrease. It's not going to shrink. It's going to continue to get better and better and better. And then people that, that if they just let go and just let God deal with this and just take your hands off and not worry and just trust God in this yeah. scenario and just watch this thing play out. Watch what God has in store here and watch what he's doing. Remember that in the kingdom, there's no fear. There's no worry. We don't worry. It doesn't matter what's happening because Jesus is the one that guides us and protects us. So there's no concern. I don't have any concern what I see in the natural realm. There shouldn't be concern because greater is he that is in me than he's of this world. Yes. Praise you, brother. (laughs) Come on. That's the truth. I, I tell people. Uh, the circumstances do not affect our world because we're in another world. We're in the kingdom. Our kingdom is different than that. This kingdom. You know, you know there's times. You know, you know, you see Joseph. He got sent into Egypt, right? Yeah. You know, they weren't believers. Joseph gets sent into a scenario that you know what? Hey, listen. Joseph was thrown in a pit. He was put into slavery. He was put in a dungeon, right? Yeah. You know, he was, you know, he was discredited, dishonored. You know, God, you know, God, could, you know, people could have said, well, why didn't God just fix it? Why didn't he allow it? You know, why did he allow it? You know, why did I yeah. have to go through that stuff? He did it. He allowed it on purpose because he would have never gotten to Egypt if he didn't go through those scenarios. God gave True. him a blueprint. He gave him a dream. Okay. And Joseph didn't even understand the dream. He didn't understand the dream. Okay, realistically, okay, what was he, you know, what was he doing? He was just, he was sharing a dream. He didn't understand it. Maybe he wanted some affirmation. Maybe he wanted some, who knows what he wanted. But the point of the matter was, God was sending him on a journey that he would have not done by himself if he knew in advance. Every one of us as believers, the, the, the plan that God has for your life and the journey that he has for your life, if you knew what you were going to go through, Beforehand, you would talk yourself out. Hello? If I if I knew, okay, in two thousand and four right. or earlier, what I was going to go through with all of the nonsense and all of the abandonment Hello? and all of the religion that we dealt with and all of the shortcomings and all of the warfare, right. if I knew if I if I knew that in advance, I would have probably chosen a different profession or talked myself yes. out of it somehow. Yes, but. But that, the thing is, is that you got to know that you got to know that you got to know. And you know what? You're, you're, the, the, the very things that you go through shape you who you're going to be tomorrow. Yeah. All right? And it's crazy because you, you look in the scenario and you say, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. All right, this is not about me. This is about you, God. And however yeah. I can make your name more famous on the earth. This isn't yeah. about me. And this, and, and this president that's called Trump in the, in the office, this isn't about him. And, you know, it's, and it's not about me. This is about Jesus. And it's about he's going to do whatever he wants to do to make his name famous. And he's going to do whatever he wants to do to get his children's eyes back on him. Yeah. Amen. 
I agree. Well, I tell you what, it's been wonderful having you back. If you don't mind, I would love to have you back uh in you know, in a couple of months. Uh, if you don't mind, after we get through with the Israeli elections and everything that's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Uh maybe we can have you back maybe first of May. Absolutely, you know, we, we would love to be back. Yeah, we got a lot we would going love to on, be back. you know. National Day of Prayer, you know, the first week of May. Well, you know what? Whenever you know, whenever you feel as if God's saying, put it together, you know, whatever we can do to help facilitate the kingdom in D.C., that's what we're all about. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, you have a good evening, sir. God bless you. God bless you, too. You all have a super night. Thank you for having us on, and we look forward to seeing what God does over the weekend. Amen. Yes, amen. Hey, how can they listen to you in the morning? Do you know? Well, um, the uh, the link will be put up on our Facebook page tonight, and you can call okay. in. Um, you know, but it's our it starts at nine a.m. But it'll be up there tonight, or or it'll be up there tomorrow morning. But it should be up there tonight. They can call in and listen in. But we're going to be releasing this word tomorrow morning again, and we're going to be praying for our nation and praying for all the leaders. And we pray for the leaders that are not in office anymore, and we pray for their lives. And you know, and even the presidents that have have held offices that are not in there, we pray for them, and we honor them, and we ask the Lord to, you know, to for their hearts and for their eye gates and their ear gates. Every individual that has stepped foot in that office and and has been called president, we honor their lives, and we ask the Lord to to help facilitate an incredible awakening in all of their lives, that their eye gates and their ear gates would be would be open to the mysteries of love. Now, before you get off here, I just found an audio clip I want you to hear. Listen to this, Bride. This tells you uh, what an epic point we are in this country. Listen to this. Everybody in that room stood and applauded. We asked for greatness. It's greatness for our country and to renew our love and loyalty to one another as friends, as citizens, as neighbors, as patriots, and as Americans. There could be no better way to begin this exciting national adventure than the way America has always begun our greatest adventures by coming together in prayer. So today and every day, let us pray for the future of our country. Let us pray for the courage to pursue justice and the wisdom to forge peace Let us pray for a future where every child has a warm, safe, and loving home. Let us come together for the good of our people, for the strength of our families, for the safety of our citizens, for the fulfillment of our deepest hopes and our highest potential. And let us always give thanks for the miracle of life, the majesty of creation, and the grace of Almighty God. Thank you. It is an honor to be with you. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, Prophet, is that not amazing to hear that from our president? At the end of the day, it's all about people. It is. And loving people unconditionally. I've said this before so many times, and I tell the people all the time that whether or not you know, with all the discrimination and all the hatred and all the bitterness. And all the bitterness comes from a wound anyway. It comes from 
from a wound from a heart that hasn't been dealt with. Yeah. When people know that you have a valuable interest in their life, that can change a heart. I've told this to people all the time. I'll even tell people, you know, even in the law, enfor- law enforcement capacity in jail cells and everything. Does steel change people's lives? No. What changes people's lives? The heart. You change the heart, you change a person. If the heart can be changed, the person can be healed. And when, like I right. said before, when you have, when people can see, that's a, that's the key to any move of God. That's the key to any healing on the streets, any community. It don't matter what's the hardest of community in in this nation or the safest. But when people know that you have a valuable interest in their life and you love them unconditionally, the heart changes and their mind and their perspective completely changes. Not on you, but on themselves. And that's what Jesus is all about. And that's what we're all about. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand regarding what's taking place and what's happening in D.C. That this is not about a person's past. This is not about who he was. Not about where he was. This is about today. And what are we going to do with today? And what what can we see tomorrow? Come on. Come on. That's right, amen. Hey, me and you are preaching it, brother. <laughs> well, thank you so much oh, for being good. with us tonight, and may God richly bless you, sir. Well, blessings to you and your family. Y'all have a super weekend. All right, bye-bye. God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.